You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. I love that song. I never get tired of it. Hi, you're listening to Orange County's longest running business podcast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a great show planned for you. Why? Because we have David Sohn, who's co-founder of Help. And he's also a fellow fellow podcaster. How lucky are we? David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. Uh, thanks for having me. And thank you for all that you're doing for founders and CEOs uh, such as myself. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Let's kick it off by your entrepreneurial journey. So yeah. what was the inspiration and the motivation for you to start help? You know, um, I've always tried to be very helpful in, in everything that I do. Um, I've wanted to be the person that's there to, to support others. And in my last role, I was working for an organization that uh, had an opportunity to, to do business with a very large organization. And they were looking for somebody to commit to an amount of help that we weren't quite ready to do. And so uh, in that commitment, we had to pivot. Uh, we had to find a couple of different things to actually uh, support that help. And uh, it became this journey uh, of mine to, to continue my, my vision of helping and finding somebody uh, or, or a service or a thing to, to assist in that. So you're the co-founder. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to your fellow co-founder? Yes. Just just give him a little airtime since he's probably listening to your interview. We ought to at least mention his name. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, my, my fellow co-founder is uh, Matthew Pincus. He is uh, somebody that I've been friends with for a very long time. Uh, we started playing softball together and uh, he brought me into the, the previous organization uh, where we both thrived and um, luckily had an opportunity to go off and, and take this endeavor on. So it's only been a few months. Mm-hmm. What have you learned? Any pivots to the business since you guys started it? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I learned that uh, I thought I knew a lot. And I, I learned that I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that the biggest thing that uh, that we've run into is, is this idea of trying to be everything to everyone. Uh-huh. And that's impossible. And so we're trying to figure out a way to be enough to the people that we're really trying to target. And that's been something that has meant a couple of pivots that that aren't major, um, but that are enough for us to kind of get a little bit out of our comfort zone, which is ultimately great for us because it uh, gives us an opportunity to learn, continue learning. I find that phase, and it never changes regardless if you're an entrepreneur, how long you've been in business, there's always that nagging opportunity to pivot the model. But in the early stages of the company, it's a... For me, in my experience, it's a delicate balance between realizing that your original idea maybe could be improved mm-hmm. and at the same time, not chasing a shiny object. That's right. Like a false positive <laughs> signal noise that's out there. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's, it challenges you guys. And if there's two of you, you really have to be on the same page with those kind of strategic decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the rewarding part of those challenges is that um, we get to overcome them, right? We, we get to put our heads together and we get to figure out the best path forward. Um, and it feels great because it's, um, 
it's almost instant gratification. It's, it's something to, to really hang our hat on. So we, we love the challenges um, and we know there will be more in the future. And that's the attitude you must maintain if you're to be a successful entrepreneur, ladies and gentlemen, listen <laughs> to David. So what is it that help does? Who do you help? <laughs> what problems do you solve? And why are people talking with you and choosing you? So I almost let the cat out of the bag earlier when I was talking about that big customer. Uh, but ultimately, what, what help does is provides intelligent, onshore technical support 24-7. 365. Wow. The, the thing that we had to do with that big customer was, was literally check a box that said um, that we would be able to be there for them 24 seven, 365. And when we did that, um, it was a, a, almost like a, like a, like a mic drop, you know, we were sitting in the conference room and somebody checked the box and said, yes, we can do that. Uh, and then everybody slowly turned their head towards me and said, Hey, uh, we can do that, right? Oh and so uh, during that process, uh, I found that it was difficult to find uh, organizations that were, that were professional enough to go in front of the customers, especially that really big customer that we were, that we were going after. And so uh, HELPS is intended to be that intelligent uh, technical support service that is professional, that is refined, that is, that is going to be a part of your organization and represent as such to your customers and, and be there when, you know, they need you really. So can we sit on your business model a little bit? Cause I, I I'm curious. Um, yeah. uh, the reason why there's an opportunity is because other companies have decided either it's too hard. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they, they don't want to do it. It's yep. too expensive. I don't, yep. I don't want to go down the list of reasons why <laughs> people aren't doing it, yeah. but why do you and Matthew believe you can build a business to do that. I know there's a need there, but how do you see the opportunity to, to make it and make it successful? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I mean, there are a couple of key things that we'd say are our, our, our tenants. Um, you know, and, and one of those is being the expert for the customer. And it's difficult for a lot of these other companies because they're just basically you know, shotgun blasting out there with their marketing and they're just grabbing up all of these other um, organizations that might need their services. Um, but they're not able to actually be an expert and they're not actually able to, to satisfy the customers in the way that, that we're looking to do that. And so I think that it's difficult for, for a lot of those other companies that, that provide similar services um, because they're just trying to gobble up market share. They're just trying to get out there and say, you know, we can we can assist in this realm. But a lot of the times, um, you know, that assistance is going to fall flat and it's going to cause a bad experience for a customer. Um, there have been so many different times when I'm sure you've called in a, 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 a support representative or, or in somewhere uh, looking for help. And, you know, maybe you've had a couple of questions thrown your way, uh, a message taken. Um, you really haven't gotten the resolution that you were looking for. Um, and so I think that that's where those other companies are, are falling flat is because they're, they're really just trying to put somebody in front of you. They're not trying to put an expert in front of you. They're not trying to put a resolution in front of you. And, and that's our goal. And that's what we're here to do. So what type of companies could benefit from having you perform that service for them? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so 
you know, we started uh, with this idea that we were going to basically take what we did with the previous company, which was a network equipment manufacturer, routers, switches, um, peripherals of that sort. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be able to focus on that because that was where, you know, we are the strongest. Right. And I think that um, that's core. Stuff in that same arena and, and same realm is also something that, that we can support. Um, one of the pivots and... Uh, was kind of a minor pivot was that um, one of our first clients is uh, an MSP. Uh, they're a managed mm-hmm. services provider. They they offer IT services, and they tapped us as a way to cover more of the clock. Um, you know, they've got people uh, buns and seats. Uh, they're there between eight and five p.m. and after that, uh, they need some help. And so they've tapped us. We're able to, to help them with that, um, but that was slightly outside of what we were the strongest in. Uh, still expert, but uh, not our focus. Uh, and then let's see, who else? Uh, resellers. Uh, so resellers of some of that equipment, um, those are folks that we can step right in and, and be expert in. So it has been my experience that the technology industry mm-hmm. doesn't have great customer service. <laughs> Yep. that they believe if you are using, this is Brick Francie's bias, so it should be like an mm-hmm. opinion thing across uh-huh. the bottom. This is not fact, but yeah. I feel like they assume because I could afford to buy their router that I can figure out how to use their frequently asked questions and their mm-hmm. chat and their message boards. And I can mm-hmm. sort of diagnose and solve my own problems because I'm smart enough to have bought their equipment. When in fact, sometimes I just want to talk to somebody because yeah. I'm stuck. And so I think there's a great opportunity. Maybe I'm just one man who feels <laughs> that way. But um, so I think there is that opportunity for you to sit in between them and their customer because of the fact that they haven't invested in that support system that, frankly, I think they should. Yeah. Hardware and software companies. Do you yeah. see larger manufacturers as potential partners for you as you and your partner scale? Yeah, we'd, we'd love to break into that. Um, you know, there's a there's a fine line between the companies that would look to us and say, we can use you. And the companies that would look to us and say, you know, we've got it covered Um, (laughs) in. Yeah, frankly, in, in, in a lot of cases, the larger manufacturers, you know, they're already doing some sort of, you know, outsourcing of this process. And maybe they're doing that to um, billion dollar companies like Accenture or, um, you know, Wipro or Concentrix or, or some other folks that, that those you know larger manufacturers are going to. Um, I think for now our, our main target is going to be the small to medium business. You okay. know, uh, any opportunity for us to step in when you know the the main engineer is one of the founders or or one of the the leads at the organization or anywhere where we can step in um, and allow the sales team at this business to focus on doing the sales. I mean that's. That's our goal is to just kind of be that supplemental support. Fair enough. So a couple follow-on questions. Hope you don't mind. I'm just curious to learn your business and your business model. Um, The kind of people that you need to have available are hard to find. Yes. Are in demand. Yes. Command a good earning. Yes. So how are you and Matthew doing finding the talent that you have to have to support the clients that you get? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I don't want to point to the negatives. Uh, A lot of the things that we're hearing in the news with big tech firms, maybe um, 
reducing uh, their workforce. I, well, I Amazon's laying off 10,000 people or supposedly. I don't know <laughs> if those are the kind of people you need, but I've also seen the other large tech, exactly. fintech. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah. So that's a thing that's happening. And, and that's, you know, really kind of opening up that, uh, sure. that pool for us. Uh, but let's look at the positive a little bit more. The idea of you know, an, an opportunity for some of those folks, maybe they're still working full time, uh, maybe they're uh, on a contract, uh, mm. maybe they're, you know, looking to to add a couple extra dollars to the personal economy, um, you know, they can come to us and, and work flexibly, um, you know, kind of almost like a gig work thing, which is, you know, a future plan for us. So, so uh, to answer your um, question, yeah, you're finding people. We're finding people. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I can um, see that. So, but you're asking them to work some funky hours. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and for a lot of folks, uh, that's tough. Uh, for others, you know, it's a, a thing where we, we have a couple of guys that uh, that recently had a, a newborn or, or a small child. Uh, that <laughs> they're not sleeping anyway. <laughs> they're not sleeping anyway. Or, 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 or they're available between three and five in the morning because that's when the baby's getting up and they're you know, right. doing their thing. So Might um, well make some money. Exa exactly. And so we're just trying to be flexible for, for not just the organizations that are tapping us for help, but uh -huh. for the people that are going to, you know, help those organizations. So I can understand that on an RFP or on a proposal mm -hmm. or even on the, on the work order, it, it has a box 24 mm seven. -hmm. And that's a frightening idea, especially mm -hmm. for middle market companies, because mm -hmm. the you never know when that 24 seven is, is, um, how many people, how many, what's your experience of companies that actually expect someone to be available 24 seven? Is there a large market opportunity then for help? So, um, yes, is what I want to say. And to give you a little bit more backgrounds, um, when we were doing the 24 seven model for a lot of the large customers at the last organization, what would happen sometimes is we'd get somebody just calling into audit. And so I'm not trying to scare anybody, <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, there was still the need. We were still getting calls, you know, 24 seven, uh, whether it was early on the East coast or whether it was late, you know, here uh, West coast. Uh, but we were getting calls that weren't in that regular eight to five range. Uh, in addition to those, we were getting people just checking and making sure that that service was, was available. Um, and that's something that came with some pretty hefty penalty if we checked the box and we weren't actually available. So, uh, sorry, that's kind of negative, but, uh, no, it's understandable. Yeah. If you say you can do something, you got to be able to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's wise that people, if they don't need to use it to do audit it once in a while, just to make sure they're not paying for something that isn't really available. That's Perfectly exactly. understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, I love it when entrepreneurs, see an opportunity and their current employer for whatever reason can't or won't address it and they decide well we can you 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 are not the first in mm -hmm. our catalog of guests who have built successful businesses under that very scenario and so you and matthew were to be virtually patted on the back for taking the risk of doing this with help i think it's great and i wish you nothing but great success awesome. i'm wondering david where do you go mm -hmm as an entrepreneur to find other entrepreneurs who have experiences and insight that can help you and your partner stay ahead of competition and grow your business. 
You know, um, right now we are using our personal network, but I heard about this really great uh, organization called the CEO Peer Groups. Oh. Is that something, Rick, that you, you know anything about? I've written a book on the subject. <laughs> Be happy to share it with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're new enough at this point that uh, we're, we're looking for how to get that interaction. And so we've got the personal network, um, but we've also connected with you and, and we'll be at the, a couple of events that you're doing in the near future. Uh, and we'll just continue to snowball and, and continue to network and, and learn and, and grow. Because there is so much you need to know as an entrepreneur, isn't it? I mean, it's mm -hmm. nice that you got two brains working together, but it, stuff's coming at you fast. And yeah, taking advantage of the right stuff is really important. Let's talk about the future, because I, I have to imagine that you and Matthew have a vision for the future, world domination. I don't know what it is, but I'm curious. Can you paint a picture for us about what the future looks like for you and the firm? You know, one of the things that I kind of touched on was this idea of, uh, of gig work. Uh, I think for us, we're going to try to lean real hard into that. Um, the idea of these folks, these experts being hard to, to pin down, uh, to, hard to get for the, you know, the 40 hour work week. Um, with gig work, you know, we may be able to, you know, open this up even more, be even more flexible. You know, ideally, we could have a platform that would allow uh, these folks, these experts to, you know, kind of take a test and to, to show their prowess, um, and then become available at different times to, uh, you know, cover the needs of our customers. Um, it's a it's a bit down the road, uh, but it's definitely something that I think that we're going to be able to to get into. Uh, I I'm not I am not familiar with another business that is doing what you and Matthew were doing for the service for the for the market that you're doing it for. And I'm not asking you for the names of your competition, but are there? firms that you guys are watching and learning from that maybe maybe they're in a totally different field but they have a similar concept that that's helping you kind of to figure out what you're going to do yeah absolutely there's a couple of different uh, organizations that do um you know more on the call center or like the the live answer okay yeah yeah um, but you know not really a lot in the technical realm and so that is where we're kind of you know hitting that new market um we're trying to get in there um, there's folks on both sides of us, you know, one that's that, that call answering live receptionist type deal. Uh, and then the other where it's um, super technical, where it's super involved, where it, you know, um, there's a, a fee involved with setup and, you know, there's a lot of, of a learning curve to actually get over. Um, and so we're trying to go right in the middle where we can be that call answering service. We can be that best foot forward. That's the expert connecting with the customers uh, but not be as involved as some of those other firms and those other folks. And then, uh, you know, keep connecting those experts with the customers uh, through this gig thing in the future. Do you think the MSP space may be a niche that could be a rich vein for you and Matthew to pursue? Yes. Um, it's a tricky one. We uh, obviously aren't an MSP. And I think that a lot of the things that we're doing to support those MSPs may make them think, wait a minute, these guys could ultimately be competition for us. Okay. And so um, we can, and it is a vein that we're trying to tap ourselves into, um, but it's something that we just have to be careful around so that, um, you know, we don't appear as competition. We're, we're here to support, not, you know, take over. 
Yes, and I could see that as being a resistance to, to some that want to do business with you because they're basically trusting you with their customers mm -hmm. in a time of need, which could build loyalty. And then I, I could I could understand that, but yeah. to the, to the degree that they have a need, and you're an efficient and effective way to solve that need, that may outweigh their concern about you, especially once they meet you guys and understand the integrity that you both are approaching this with. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Yep. The reason why I say that is because I, frankly, I know a lot of MSPs. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very popular model that a lot of companies are using. I use an MSP, frankly, mm -hmm. to, for my mm -hmm. support. And I'm a small shop, as it were. But yep. I know a lot of companies use them. And then there is that requirement for uh, extended hours. And I, I would just think that's a I don't mean I'm not going to tell you what to do, but boy, I'm excited about that idea because I think you could really find a very sympathetic ear in a lot of places. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, you guys have to figure out the business model that makes you the most amount of money and solves the biggest problems. And then you'll just, who knows? So if someone wants to reach out to you and why wouldn't they now after our conversation here on this podcast, which is a powerful tool <laughs> podcasting, I recommend people do it. How do they find you either on LinkedIn or visit your website? So our website is gethelped.com. And uh, in the spirit of what we do, uh, you can call us 949-996-3257. Uh, that's our main line. Uh, we'll be there anytime. 24-7? That's absolutely right. I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick, if you call at three in the morning, uh, I won't be super happy about it if it's you. But yeah, I would I never do that to you. Uh, uh, there are some nights as an entrepreneur where I do wake up at three o'clock in the morning, as we all do who walk the entrepreneurial journey. You gave your website, but would you spell it for the audience, for those that aren't going to be watching this, but listening to it on a podcast? Uh, yeah. So it's uh, Gats, like G-E-T, and then H-E-L-P-T, Get Help. And that's why I wanted you to do it, because it sounds one way, but it's spelled another, <laughs> my friend. Well, I have... Thoroughly, hopefully you have, but I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, Rick. And again, thank you for putting this on. This is amazing. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. David's episode is a episode number 1,410 in our catalog. And if you're an Orange County entrepreneur who has a story to tell and you'd like to share it here on our podcast, then reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. That's also my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. <laughs>